mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Welcome back, Radiant Beings. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm Andrea Land, your grooving goddess. I can't wait for you to hear the interview with Bernadette Rodebaugh. She did an amazing job talking about her book, and we get into animal friendships, card reading, attracting miracles, healing Gaia. It's really a whole uh, cornucopia of metaphysical fun and really points out the synchronicity that happens in our lives and how people meet at just the right time. You'll notice at the end of the interview, it keeps going. (laughs) And this is because she had an insight that she had uh, placed in her deep memory banks that came up about the reading that she gave me four years ago. And it, what followed is definitely worth hearing. So thank you so much for being here. And thank you, Bernadette, for being on my podcast. Right back with Bernadette Rodebaugh and her beautiful book. Welcome back. This is Andrea Land, your grooving goddess, and I'm so excited today to have you radiant beings join me and my longtime friend and author, Bernadette Rodebaugh. She has just published her wonderful book, Believe It to Receive It, Activating the Miracles Awaiting You. And she is going to tell us all about that. But before I let her talk, I just wanted to say it's amazing how we met the way our life paths have gone. Uh, We met as mom friends in a mom group. We both did the same kind of personal development training together. We uh, then went on to pursue our own spiritual realms. And she gave me a card reading a few years ago, about three, four years ago, that helped me set on the path I'm on now that's led me to where I am and who I am. Mm. So her book is so valuable and reading through it, it was, it was so wonderful for me personally, because it was like seeing my friend in the pages of a book. So Bernadette <laughs> Rodebaugh, welcome <laughs> to Grooving Thank Goddess. You. <laughs> I'm Thank so you. happy to have you here. You are truly wonderful. And um, I am, I'm excited that we both happen to be doing this uh, kind of leap of faith at the same time. So tell us about your book and please reread the title in case I flubbed it up. (laughs) You you did good. good. Okay, awesome. (laughs) Believe it to receive it. Activate the miracles waiting for you. It's wonderful. And, and, you know, what I said is the truth. As I was reading it, I was like, it, it was almost kind of like, oh, 
Well, this is all that I already knew from my friend because she told me so much. Uh, I, I also didn't mention that you um, are a talented stylist and cut my hair for a very long time, better than anybody else ever did. And <laughs> the conversations that we had during that, um, it, it felt like I had previews of your book, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're bringing back all these memories because I couldn't remember how we first met. Mm-hmm. And then I, for, I forgot about mom's club, um, mm-hmm. which was, you know, during the time I talk about in this book, when this journey first started. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a, a lifetime ago to me. It's like, yeah, oh, I, I forgot about that other person. And then the stylist, you know, when I did your hair, I was like, oh yeah, that, you know, I retired mm-hmm. from that seven years ago. I, you know, uh-huh. I forgot we used to get along so fabulous. Uh, it, it never felt like I was working when I was doing your hair. It Aww. was just fun. Same here. I looked forward to it like the the best lunch date ever. And um, we have we've had the synchronicity with each other for uh, 15 years now. And um, that's why I was so excited to see that this book was coming out. And I really enjoyed reading it. I think you're going to help a lot of people awaken to their own personal power and how much of their life they have control over just by reshaping some negative thoughts. Uh, So uh, we're going to take a little break and then we'll be right back. And we're back with Bernadette Rodebaugh. I was having some technical difficulties and she patiently waited for me to uh, sort them out. So welcome back, Bernadette. Yay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so excited. <clears throat> I am really excited too. Uh, you know, the, we've been talking off mic as well, just so listeners know, because it's been a long time since we got to talk and it's, it's wonderful getting to connect again. So Bernadette, uh, tell us about your amazing book, Believe It to Receive It. Um, the part that really struck out to me was the beautiful dedication. I was hoping maybe you might want to read that Aww. and share. Thank you. Yes, I will do that. For my best friend, Duke, who is now in heaven. When I knew the time was getting closer for you to leave me and go to a better place, I asked you, how much longer do we have together? With profound intensity, you looked deep into my eyes and the message was clear until you finish this book. From that moment forward, you and I began taking daily walks that provided me with much needed breaks for, from writing. During these walks, I also began to find and collect heart-shaped rocks. It was quite amazing at the time and even more that to this day, I still find those heart-shaped rocks where, everywhere I go. I know this is your way of telling me you are still with me, even though I cannot see you. You were definitely my best friend and earth angel, and now you are my angel in heaven watching over me. Thank you for your love and for keeping your unspoken promise to stay with me until the book was done. I, I still get teary-eyed about it. Um, yeah, I'm over here trying not to cry. <laughs> Um, so tell our listeners who Duke was, cause I'm not actually sure either, but I think I have a suspicion. So, so Duke was my four legged, four legged, uh, dog that, mm-hmm. um, that I was really connected to on a soul level. Mm-hmm. Like we, like, it was just obvious, you know, he didn't want to be anywhere else, but with me. 
and mm-hmm. and he I believe he energetically helped me too while I was writing this book. He'd just sit at my feet um and just give me this unconditional love and so that and and you know and it was it, this is before the covid um you know writing every day and quiet all alone nobody else around no you know not going to appointments not doing stuff it it gets lonely but yes, with him it it, but with him um it didn't feel lonely you know it's like uh, he aw. he helped me feel like um yeah, that, that I wasn't alone. And so, mm-hmm. so I think it's so important for people who with COVID or who are having a hard time with it, have somebody else, maybe a, an animal that mm-hmm. just helps them not feel so alone and isolated. I completely agree with you. Uh, when did Duke go on to uh, heaven? So uh, when I finished the book, and I finally had um, found the publishing house I wanted to work with uh, and uh, a publishing coach. Uh, when that was decided and I had released it, uh, he, he passed away. And, so, and when specifically, though? Like oh, okay. The- so, so I, it was, oh, um, a year and four, uh, a year uh, last let's see a year and like six months ago Uh and so it took like a year to um get get all the editing and get all these fine Mm -hmm. adjustments but it was six months after his death that I didn't want to do the book I did everything else Mm -hmm. I could to get my mind off of it um because it reminded me of him being in my office being at my desk remind me that he was missing that he wasn't here. And Aww. so for, for about six months, I avoided those next steps that would have got my book, my book published sooner. Um, but, but also, you know, it would have been during COVID. So it, it to me, to me, mm-hmm. it's just divinely guided that it came out during COVID because there's lots of people looking for miracles right now. Indeed they are. And, you know, our, our planet as a whole is going through this ascension process and trying to raise to a, higher vibration and honestly I mean I feel like all of it like you said it's all divine order um not to diminish the uh tragedy and the the, you know all the feelings about it are valid but at the same time it's almost like the world itself the universe is saying to everyone could you just settle down and just stay home for a minute you know, like the way um, some environmental things started to recover a little bit uh, with less people going to work and just all those kind of signs. And then also I have seen so many people um, deciding that, that they feel like there's more to life when who before were just completely grounded in 3D reality, uh, you know, no beliefs whatsoever, uh, whether traditional religion or metaphysical and um it, it people that it was surprising that they came out of that period of isolation and introspection with a little bit of uh, awakening in themselves so everything does have its purpose but i just i get chills about this bernadette because i'm going to tell you uh, 
I won't ordinarily do this in interviews, <laughs> which is just talk about myself. But I have to tell you this right now because I know it's going to further solidify how we're both feeling the deep synchronicity of this moment and this Love interview. It. When I read that dedication, I knew that it had to be you, furry friend, um, because <laughs> last November I lost my dog soulmate, mm. and then I have another girlfriend who also went through the same thing, and there are just you know I've had many many wonderful pets and animal spirits that have come and graced my home over the years, and as a kid, but. Uh, Cherie was my little Bichon was you know she was my she was mine she was yes. my soulmate yes. my familiar my energy and and I believe that she because um, she was with me every single week when I did that chemo for six years yes and I believe that she was energetically helping me I believe yes. that she was taking on some of my physical stuff you know, yes. and helping me be able to get stronger. And then she passed in November and I had been reading cards publicly, you know, for about a year or so and was working my way up to doing a podcast. <laughs> wow. And then she passed away. And then of course, you know, my house flooded. That's a whole other story, but um, she passed away and I have not been able to read cards barely for myself, let alone for other people, um, you know, for about nine months and, you know, got into COVID and went through my own journey with that part of it. Uh, so talk about synchronicity and I completely relate to how you feel. And I'm so happy to be here to watch uh, this happen and see your book release. And I think a lot of people who are drawn to your book and drawn to this podcast are really going to feel um, what we're saying about mm. that connection with animals and the the path of our lives and being ready and 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 you know knowing that you really can't rush it you have to have patience and let things come to you in their own time so tell us more about your book uh, we know kind of you know what inspired it but um, there's, there's so many wonderful steps in there to unleash miracles in your life and correct thought patterns. So tell me all about it. Well, th this journey began uh, 21 years ago when I began looking for miracles. And so, you know, in, in the book, I talk about it. I had some, um, postpartum depression. That's when you and I met yeah. severe, severe postpartum depression and anxiety and health issues. And, um, you know, doctors told me just to live with it or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I, cause we were trying different medicines and I mean, literally, I think I tried 20 different antidepressants and nothing was working for me. Oh, um, so it was, you know, and so they, they kept trying that. Um, and I finally decided that, nope, I'm ready to be better now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for my life now. And so, uh, with, with that change of thought created some, uh, new avenues uh, to come to me. And so, you know, when I started feeling better, then other issues came up in our life. We were going to lose our house because I hadn't been able to work during that time because I could barely function to get out of bed and feed a baby 
let alone mm-hmm. go to a job every day. And we were about to lose our house. And my husband was working 12 to 18 hour days. And, uh, you know, we, we came out of that from some of the tools that I'd learned. So I just kept track of these tools and kept fine tuning them for the last 21 years. Mm-hmm. And, and I, uh, se- seven years ago when, when I used to do your hair as a hairdresser, I had mm-hmm. retired seven years ago because all of a sudden, almost overnight, it was like my soul told me you're no longer supposed to do hair. I, I was so miserable crying before I went to work, sometimes mm-hmm. crying when I got home. Aww. It was this, <laughs> yes. And it was this whole, uh, it's time for you to move on. And I couldn't understand why, because I was making the most money I'd ever mm-hmm. made with uh, not very many hours a day being, being a hairstylist. Right. And, and very quickly, I was able to build a clientele. And I thought, well, who would leave this? You know, why, why would you leave this? And it's like the universe kept put me, you know, pushing me out the door further and further with my right. miserable, miserable feeling. <laughs> yeah. until I, until I, uh, it's until so I, funny how miserable we get when we're resisting, you know? <laughs> and finally I was like, okay, you know, I, 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 I do want to move on. I don't understand the logic of it, but I'm so unhappy that I, I got to, you know, walk in bad faith. I got to believe. And, um, my, my husband saw me crying one night at 10 PM when I got oh. home from work. So I, I somebody, I did somebody's hair and the color didn't come out right. I couldn't figure out why. And I didn't <laughs> walk through the door till 10 o'clock. I, my son went to bed. My husband was in bed. I missed dinner with my family and I was crying and my husband, um, found me crying because I didn't want anybody to know. And he said, he said, nobody should be this miserable. Go ahead and quit your job. Uh, Take some time off. Find something else, Bernadette. You can be more than a hairdresser. You don't, you don't have to be just a hairdresser anymore. I'm, I'm making enough money right now. You can. And so I gave my two weeks notice and that's when all of a sudden I, it got revealed to me to write this book. So even at that point, I didn't know what my next step was, uh-huh. um, but, <laughs> but I was like, oh, of course other people. I mean, when I realized I was like, of course other people are looking for miracles. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not the only other, other one. There's no handbook that says, how do you call in your miracles? So I, I created one. Right. It's fantastic. I mean, it really is. And Part of what I love about it compared to other self-help books, uh, it kind of seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was reading it, what I got from it, because, you know, we've gone through, you and I both went through some personal mastery kind of courses together. And in that process, you learn to correct your negative thought patterns, but all of those programs are much more, um, science and neuroscience based yes Uh, and then the spiritual side it would either be heavily religious or heavily um you know love and light and um things that weren't accessible to everyone and so what i love about this book is that it combines both in a way that uh i really feel like you know even some of my listeners who don't believe in angels or aren't christian or whatever even someone who's an atheist would be able to 
understand the concept of creating miracles in your life because it's all about our thoughts and how we shape things, which can be, oh my gosh, the hardest thing to swallow. I mean, for myself, I went through a lot of phases. Uh, Even though I never forgot who I was, I was kind of weird. I came into the world and just remembered everything. Oh, wow. I lived a really long life of confusion and um, feeling like I was on an alien planet. Um, But when I would be immersed in the earth life, let's say, uh, it, it was really hard when I started this, this process of growing and um, ascending and opening up to my purpose like you. It would, the hardest thing for me to swallow with changing my negative thought patterns was uh, accepting that um, I'm responsible for everything because our, our world is in such a victim villain place, you know? Yes. And um, it, it, it was hard for me to accept that uh, everything that happened to me was kind of part of the process and that I could change it at any time I wanted to. Yes. So that's what I, I love about your book is that I feel like it, it, it marries, you know, earth science based, you know, Western medicine with um, spirituality and metaphysics. And it's just really a total package. And it has really nice, easy steps for people to do to get there. It's not super complicated. So what are some of those steps? Uh, One of my favorite chapters is love it or let it go. And Mm -hmm. that's about detoxifying your life, detoxifying your house or your office of that negative energy or unconscious creating with, with, uh-huh. with un, unconscious trinkets or things we have around the house. So a, a good example of this is, uh, you know, you, you have a fight with your husband or your boyfriend and he buys you flowers. Mm-hmm. So whenever you see that flower vase, you think about that fight. So it doesn't matter, Uh, you know, even on an unconscious level, five years from now, 10 years from now, on an unconscious level, when your eyes see that, you still register, oh, that was from our fight. And so, you know, remembering the bad times, I believe, brings more bad times. Just remember, just remember the good times and and call in the good, you know, and I, I would feel guilty giving away that, that vase. But as I did all these little adjustments, oh God, I, I, I got lighter. Like my soul got lighter. I've right. felt better. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent example and a really good point. Um, and I, okay, this isn't like, you know, it's hard not to go into like the, oh, maybe if I had done that or this or that other thing, this would be different. <laughs> you can only do so much if the other half of your marriage equation, True. for instance, is really True. just resistant and never going to ch- change and bend with you, you know? But, but that is such a good point. And there's a bunch of stuff I'm going to need to go through my house and <laughs> uh, move on to somewhere else <laughs> because I'm sure... <laughs> that those objects have negative association for me that I'm not consciously aware of. Um, But I totally get what you're saying. And you know, that reading that you gave me, I think it was about four years ago. It was when you, was that about when you started reading cards? Because you had just started. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And you gave me a reading and 
um, at Spinning Tree Healing. Little shout out to Janelle Morin. Um, <laughs> we love her. I'll have to get her on here, I suppose, with oh, her like ways. Um, so that reading that you gave me, it was at a point where, uh, you know, I was at a real fork in the road like you when you stopped um, cutting hair. Yes. And I wasn't really sure what to do with myself, but the insight that you gave me, a lot of it was about that, about, you know, keep the things you love. Like that was the message yeah. kind of got from it. And then as a result of that, a whole lot of things that I didn't love, um, you know, fell away through various processes and that kind of still continues to happen. Um, and, you know, when they're happening, sometimes it almost feels like a loss, uh, depending on what the circumstances are. But in the long run, you find that they were all things that you really didn't need to be carrying around anymore. And you do feel lighter. So that is that is fantastic. It's really awesome. So you're going to be doing, um, you know, workshops. And I know you're available for readings. And tell us a little bit about your services and where people can find you and your book if they want to, um, which I'm sure they will want to go check check out what you have to offer to help them with uh, wherever they feel stuck or lost at the moment. Oh, well, it's, it's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm, I just now got my website done. So it's kind of, and I have somebody helping me do that. So it's kind of like all new to me too. It's, it's like so uh -huh. exciting time and, you know, and really so I hope is. I, I hope I, get, I hope I get it right. But Oh, um, there is no getting it right, but I do think you're getting it awesome. Let's say that. I, I love it. So uh, the miracleologist, and that's the miracle-ologist.com mm -hmm. is my website. And you can order a book there and I will uh, personally autograph it to you and uh, disinfect it. Some people have been worried about that. I will oh, disinfect goodness. it before I put it in the nice mail. Nice that, and I'll be <laughs> making a note to go order it because I do want a signed copy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then, and then some people are just want to go to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and mm -hmm. find it there, and you just look up Believe It to Receive It, mm -hmm. uh, Activate the Miracles Waiting for You, or Bernadette Rodebaugh brings it up faster. If you look up Bernadette Rodebaugh. Great. Um, and so. And I'll have all these notes and show yeah. notes just so listeners oh. and you know. Um, so, and then where can they find you on Instagram and Facebook and all those great places? Oh, yes. Yeah. So Instagram is the miracleologist as one word. And I just, I just started my Instagram. So I, you know, got the universe, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has guided the right people to me at the right time because this, <laughs> this social media and computer world is, is foreign to me. I, I you know. know. I you were always kind of like, nah, I don't think so. Not, you know, you, it, yeah. you just weren't into it and that's probably good, but it well, can be really overwhelming at first. <laughs> I, well, and I didn't even do Facebook until yeah. I retired from being a hairdresser because I couldn't figure out why people were so addicted to Facebook and couldn't right. even get their face out of their phone while I did their hair, which, right. which actually, which actually made it better for me because I can move faster if I'm not talking. Sure. <laughs> so, but I just thought, oh, I never haircuts. 
but I, I thought to myself, well, I never want to be addicted to something like they are. I mean, something's right. going on with all these people. Right. Uh, like, you know, like it's the Kool-Aid. I was like, what right. is in that Kool-Aid that people just right. can't stop talking and thinking about it? But, you know, I soon realized just like using a computer that I had to use technology to, to step into my life purpose more, exactly. you know, more. And so exactly. I do love Facebook now, but I just got introduced to Instagram. So we're just, um, I'm having somebody help do that. They're teaching me about Instagram. They're teaching me about Facebook and business because business That's is great. different. Then, you know, and so I got a, a Facebook um, a business page and it's also the Miracle-ologist. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, it's just divinely fallen into place. It, it's, I, you know, even- I really like the dash, like, because without the dash, the word would look, you know, confusing maybe, but with the dash in it, it like really makes it pop. You know what I mean? Well, you know, that was a download I received. So as I was writing the book, um, you know, things just come and, and I would put them on paper. Mm-hmm. So to this, to this day, I'll read something from my book and I'll be like, I don't remember writing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, I know, I know that, that <laughs> activity and I know that uh, memory, I, I, but I don't remember writing that passage. And mm-hmm. so one day I wrote down, um, this, you know, came to me, the Miracleologist. And I just thought, well, that's pretty awesome. I'm going to do something with that. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to put it off here to the side. <laughs> and I'm going to um, do something with it. So I found that paper after I released my book to the book publisher. And um, she was saying, Bernadette, we really need to brand you. We really need it. And I was like, well, I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out. I've been you know, <laughs> asking the universe, what, what, what should I be? And so one day I just sat here on the desk, you know, after my dog had passed away, I, I didn't like to, mm-hmm. you know, like I told you, it was right when I was getting sure. back to coming and coming into the room. And I, I saw this piece of paper that said the miracleologist. And I was like, oh my God, that's what my, that's my new branding. That's what I'm supposed to do. And in an instant, I knew what to do with it. And so uh, it, yeah, it just, it just fell into place. And I thought, well, what does miracle all just mean? I know there's, you know, I follow my intuition, um, because uh, that's just who I am, but there's going to be people who are very factual and they want to, you know, what is a miracle ologist? So I Googled, you know, ology and it's the study. So it's, you know, you can add on ology to anything, the study of Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, that's what I've been doing for 21 years. I've been studying miracles. That's exactly what I've been doing. And now, you know, it's perfect timing to help other people um, with miracles. So thank you. That's fantastic. Well, I'm so excited that everyone can find you there. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, how do you handle, because part of your process, I know, and part of your book is that you just really uh, stay away. And I tend to do this myself as well. So, you know, this isn't like a foreign yes. idea to me. When I was taking um, hypnobirthing training, the psychiatrist, psychologist at the time that I was seeing, uh, he told me, because this was, you know, after 9-11 and at the time, everybody was pretty much addicted to the news cycle. And, um, it, he, he told me it's like just, and it was kind of funny because it was pre social media, pre everything. He told me, there's no reason that you need to know all of that. 
and you just need to stop watching the news. And having grown up, like most of us did, just that's what you did. You watched the news. And then suddenly there was CNN and Fox and all these networks that were on 24 hours a day and you couldn't get away from it, you know? Uh, And so when I stopped watching all that stuff, I felt better. So I know some people like with too much of quote unquote love and light where it's like, oh, just don't ever have a negative thought. It, it makes some people feel like, okay, well, what about when I have to deal with my trauma or my dark night of the soul as I'm going through my personal development process? Um, how do you handle that with the miracle-ology? Uh, well, I, I really feel that it, I create boundaries in my life, healthy boundaries of mm-hmm. not allowing the news and other people's ideas and opinions to affect me anymore mm-hmm. because I'm so sensitive. I'm such a sensitive being that I absorb right. the other person's worries and energies and they leave me feeling happy and they feel relieved and I'm heavy and, and want to cry with right. all their burdens they left behind. And so, you know, my husband, it's, and it's in her, you know, we talk about, I'm, we're opposites attract in my book. complete opposites. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, he's like a news addict person. He wakes up looking at the news. He goes Mm -hmm. to bed looking at the news in the middle of the day. (laughs) I mean, like at night, like when we're watching TV, he's strolling through looking at the news on the phone. Like Mm -hmm. to him, it's relaxing to him to, to be educated about all this information is relaxing. And with That's the- fascinating to me. <laughs> to me, it's just terrifying. You know? I, I agree. But you know, these type of people don't uh, take it on like you and I do. We're more, right. you know, we're more feeling people. Right. We're more sensitive mm-hmm. and empathic. And mm-hmm. he's not. He's very factual. This is black and white. This is how it is. And, and this mm-hmm. is what's going on. Whether or not he agrees with it, he still wants to know what, what everybody else is thinking. And so I've had to create these healthy boundaries at home where uh, you know, he loves while well, we're eating dinner to watch the news. And I, I was like, I'm sorry uh, with this, with this COVID going on, I can no, I cannot sit here and, and eat my dinner with that. I will go into the other room. And so, right. um, and you know, and he, when the COVID fish first hit, he's like, Oh, well, I got to hear this Bernadette. I got it. Right. This is the latest information. I was like, no problem. I went to the other room, which was my bedroom and I ate my dinner watching this a happy show on my bed, you know, and, and he, you know, and, you know, unconsciously too, he hates me eating on our bed, but to, to me, my, my bed is just like my little safe haven. That's for me too. Like if I could just call it that had like all bed from wall to wall and that was just like my little (laughs) yeah it's my recharge it's where I get recharged and I feel Mm -hmm. fabulous so anyways after that one time of throwing down that boundary he he'll 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 say oh let's change it because we're going to eat dinner now so that's great he's he's more conscious of it Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm not even conscious that the news is on, you know, cause I'm cooking dinner, getting it ready. And we, we have this sure. open house concept. So it's just right there in front of us. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I've created boundaries to help me with that because I know that's my stuff, not his stuff. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't affect him the same way. Right. Um, that's a really good point. It, yeah. Yeah. It, ex- exactly. So I, um, that's kind of how I don't allow real life to happen, but 
like my, my dad is also addicted to the news and mm-hmm. he knows that I don't intentionally watch the news or very much of it. So mm-hmm. he will once in a while say to me, Bernadette, did you hear this? You know, you should know like that, that we're having a fire here. Right. You know, you right. should know where it's located at. You should know. So he'll just give me a short little a sentence yeah. of, of education. <laughs> you, you have like <laughs> someone who gives you a summary. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was like, yeah I, yeah, I agree. I don't need, I need to watch the news. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody should have a dad like mine. I, I love my dad. I, I consider him one of my best my friends. Mom. <laughs> yeah you need to keep people yeah. that uh you know just like uh, you know I help remind people about miracles because that's my thing mm-hmm. my, my dad's mm-hmm. thing is the news also he helps remind me of some important things that may affect mm-hmm. me or may not just so I right. at least I'm aware right. of it so I, I right. that helps me tremendously um so I think everybody if you have a friend that is really into the news just Tell them to give you a heads up once in a while. You don't <laughs> right. need to watch it. Could they you text love it. me once a week and tell me what's going on? <laughs> or, or if there's anything pertaining to me. Right. Like if it's an emergency that I need to know about, like the fire you mentioned. Boy, the goddess of Haley is pretty cranky right now, huh? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's a, a really great point is that it's just about boundaries. Um and, you know, you talk about in the book about your trials and times when you've um, had negative thoughts or negative energy coming at you and how you handled it. So pe- people can go check that out there. Um, what are the, if, if there's one thing that you would like uh, listeners to take away from this interview, what would it be? Um that that miracles happen every day everywhere that's beautiful to to, to somebody somewhere so why not you next why not (laughs) that's great it's it's your it's your turn for a miracle just ask for it call on it if you need guidance refer to my book i i feel it's a a guidebook Mm -hmm. but honestly i feel that whether it's uh, with the book or with me or, or anybody else, your miracle is there waiting for you. It's, you might be missing the message. You might be missing that next step or that missing puzzle to bring your miracle in. And so just be open to receive, to, to receive That's that information true. and it will come. That is so true. I, I have learned, uh, since I chose to, um, leave my marriage and went through all the different stuff I have that the more I surrender to that to faith and belief in myself and and the universe that what I need will come to me when I need it uh it does (laughs) more and more and more and over again and to the point now where sometimes my life almost feels psychedelic because it's like some kind of sci-fi movie where I'm like, oh, I would really like to have blah, 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 blah. And then like a week or two later, or even that day, there it is. I so love it. Um, I think you're, you're really onto something. And this has been just such a joy. I, I can't wait to have you, you know, back on again some other time to talk about what you have going on, because I know that you're going to be doing big things. And I already told you that I just know you're going to start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now that you know how anchor medium is. And then um, uh, 
uh, you'll be having workshops and a lot of things going on. So uh, maybe someday I'll be on your podcast. I love it. Can talk about that. Did you want me to uh, pull a card for you while we're on the phone? Please, please. So I'm going to just shuffle a little bit. This has been such a great interview and thank you listeners. If there's any little noises here and there, I'll tell you, it's really difficult to record on a weekend in my neighborhood because I have a whole lot of gearheads, uh, men who like motorcycles and cars around me. Nothing wrong with that, except that it's noisy. And then my sweet neighbors next door, um, they are both hard of hearing and so they yell at each other (laughs) and so sometimes I'm on a an interview or something in between that and then our cat and dog and if my kids come in it's like oh my goodness so uh and then sometimes technical difficulties you know what's really made me feel good Bernadette while I've been doing this is that and I think strangely enough, the pandemic was helpful for that because what happened is, is all of these celebrities and professionals and people had to deal with all kinds of uh, recording technical difficulties and challenges because everyone's doing it remotely. And so it kind of gave me the confidence and the realization that I didn't have to do it perfectly. So um, do you have any question in mind or would you like to just think it to yourself while I'm shuffling oh. into the cards? Oh. Well, what kind of cards are these? So I can. Are thank you very much for asking. I should be saying that uh, these are the Goddess Knowledge cards. Um, they were published quite a long time ago. I think I've had them maybe 20, 30 years. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So uh, they have a lot well, of it has. Crap. <laughs> and I and I and I, uh, you know, I love cards. I have at least twenty decks, and I've never heard of that one. So I'm so oh, glad yeah. to be inter- introduced introduced to them so i guess whatever information the the goddess cards can help me with my next best step on this journey i'm taking all righty i am asking for that answer now for you from the goddesses and see what they have to say and who wants to come speak to you (laughs) 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 sorry from um, Hazel Halite, uh Cosmic Angel 555 on everything. She has a podcast and a website and everything is that um, she often laughs at what happens. <laughs> because, <laughs> and you read cards. So I'm sure you know, it's like sometimes you'll draw something and you're like, really? Okay. Aren't you being funny today? So uh, whatever this means to you, we, and I will attach pictures of cards uh to the episodes online for IG so people can Perfect. see. But, um, Pele, <laughs> we were just talking about off mic with the fire. <laughs> so uh, just random draw, everybody. There, um, you know, none of us are cheating here. Um, Pele is the fiery Hawaiian volcano goddess, Ooh. the daughter of the goddess Hayamiya. Pele came to Hawaii on a boat killed in a fight with her sister the ocean she took refuge in the glowing cauldron of mount kilauea where she receives the souls of the dead and regenerates them with fire in tempestuous relationship with kampua'a the ferocious pig god she is portrayed as a jealous goddess her rages manifesting as volcanic eruptions and maybe fires uh, revered by hawaiians even today she carries the force of the volcano 
with its molten lava flow, which even in destruction creates new land. Mm. Stands for the molten fierce aspect of life that is unable to do anything halfway. I think I feel like that statement right there is especially for you. Oh, Um, definitely. She reminds us that even in the midst of fiery eruption, there is creation and new life. And then, of course, with us being next to one of the largest fires and all the fires in California, it is so funny because when I was recording the other episode of Grooving Goddess, I actually mentioned Pele um, and called on all the water signs, especially who might be listening to um, call water to the fires uh, to heal Gaia. Mm. Uh, I feel like we approach, you know, everybody does these meditations for healing of the earth and for, and not there's anything wrong with them, but yes, maybe like stop the fire or fix the earthquake or stop the war. It's like all focused on the negative things. And the, the feeling that I've really been getting lately, the, download as you put it i love that you use that word because most of the people i talk to also use that word it makes the most sense to people because that's what it feels like is a download um the the earth gaia uh is sick and when she gets has fires and earthquakes and all of those things those are like um you know a fever and she needs our help to take care of her when she's sick and so Mm. Someone who was sick in your home had a fever, you would, you know, take a cool cloth and put it on their forehead. And I think if those of us who are able to do this and feel this energy and send it to others, uh, we can send it to light workers in the areas where Earth is sick and help um, heal her. So Mm -hmm. everybody who is listening and especially those water signs and Virgo, the water bearer, send that water to all the places that Gaia is on fire. And the difference is do it for love of Gaia, not because you're Mm -hmm. tired of breathing smoke or because you're tired, your fancy house is going to burn down or because you are thinking of human concerns and yourself. We need to send this healing energy to Gaia from love and only love. And that is what will be most effective. At least that's beautiful. (laughs) No, beautiful. I, I agree. I, and, and stop taking pictures of it. (laughs) Telling everybody how bad it is. Right. Right. And I'm sorry. I have been guilty of that too, but it's just kind of like the, the, um, Maybe that's a good thing. Everybody share pictures of water, <laughs> rain, <laughs> well, and and I yeah. and I didn't notice that that you were you know at all. But I just thought when you were talking, it just it, it's right. Think of her healing. Think mm-hmm. of it being better. You know, not yeah. think about how bad it is because yep. you know all we've heard is that it's getting worse. Yeah, and so I don't want to hear yep. that anymore. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, those of us who can do this, uh, expand out your energy field as big as you can grow and draw in that water and send it to the earth and heal, heal Gaia and put out all these, these fires, because it's just her way of saying, I don't feel good. Could someone please give me some love and attention? Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Bernadette. This has been a joy and I can't wait to talk to you again on one of our podcasts because I know you'll be uh, probably firing up the miracleologist very soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
so excited. Thank you. Um, So thank you listeners. And um, we will see you next time on the grooving goddess. Okay. That's the end of the interview there. I I loved it. And I just got to tell you one thing before we get off. Sure. Um, So I, I remember doing your reading, but I never remember like what goes on in a reading because it's not the message for me. Right. Like people say, Oh, I love this reading. And I'll be like, well, what what did you love? Yeah. And so I don't, I remember doing your reading, sitting there. I remember you stood up and said that this really helped you and you left. And then you kept saying, I'll get around to giving you a testimonial. And, and that must've been when you're going through all your decisions. Yes. But so right today, so I never thought of your reading again. Like I couldn't remember the details. I just couldn't. But today when you talked about the news, I was, and, and how the psychiatrist told you not to watch the news. Mm-hmm. that it came back all of a sudden I was like oh I forgot the angels told her because this is right when they had found a, some reoccurrence of page stuff right they, they right, found right, right. her but they found something they, yeah, they found, found something her, maybe and it dug up some some you know bad feelings with you like it right. started it all over and that and that's what the angels had said is that you know oh it's, she was gonna is about the um the jury and you were talking about right yes yes and and they're like you know you don't have to go there and be there you you know you can give your love from afar that you mentioned that because i would i may try to edit this and add it at the end because this is really (laughs) i uh, i forgot about that part because it was when the trial was going on for her murderer and um everyone who was kind of involved in the friend group and in looking for her and that whole experience, you know, and her parents who I love dearly, um, they were all going to court every day because it is important to have a presence of representation of the victim. But I was not in a place physically, spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. And I don't know that I ever would have been, where I, and to this day, I haven't listened to it. I haven't read it. I don't need to hear the testimony and description of what happened, you know, or any of that. And part of that is because I uh, had a very weird, it was one of my first, um, like, it it was like I became her and then Mm. experienced it. And not all of it, but enough of it that I knew that she was gone at that point. Um, yes. And that I think that was kind of, you know, both to help me learn that that was a possible for me to do that. And B, that, um, you know, she was gone. And so I didn't need to have such intensity about trying to find her because at that oh. point, it was still, you know, we still weren't sure if she was missing or gone, you know, and so then I had to pretend for the next, you know, year, however long it was that we still had hope, which was really hard. But, um, but yeah, when the trial was happening, I felt all this pressure and they weren't trying to be, uh, you know, demanding or mean or anything. I had been so present in the situation representing them in media that it made sense that they were like, why aren't you here? But I had to explain to them that I just couldn't. I, yeah, I loved it. And, I, yeah. I love it. I never knew. So, you know, since I don't watch the news, I don't, I don't yeah. know if you were there or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I, I never went. Um, and so 
that reading really helped me at the time because I was feeling conflicted and bad about it. And so that was such a specific message from them letting me know that, um, yeah, this isn't something you have to do. And that happens quite often. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've discovered that I definitely have like this, um, super heroine arch archetype where I'm, you know, wearing a cape and always running off to save everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so they often have to rein me in and remind me that's not your job. You don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, and to I, the I think a lot of light workers deal with that feeling. Well, to the point of making us sick. Mm -hmm. You know, we make ourselves sick to help other people or to do what we believe they think we should do or, mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because, uh, um, I, I, I just started doing readings again too. So I, oh, I didn't even great. mention that, but I, I just started doing readings. So that's available on my website too. But, um, yeah, I just I took time off from everything to write this book. And so now I'm just getting back in the swing of it. So I love you being part of it. Thank you. And thank you, too. And I will figure out a way to edit this and slap it on there or in the end somewhere, because that's a really good little uh, exchange we just had. And I think it was really <laughs> to other people to hear because, you know, that's part of what all of this is. It's like uh, all of these light workers networking with each other all over the world from different places. We're creating that that energetic web that is healing the planet and helping others who want to uh, raise up as well, you know, because not everybody has to. They can stay in the 3D five senses if they want to, but everyone has the option to do more as well. So <laughs> that's what we're here for. But it takes a lot of um, peer support, I think from one to the other for all of us to stay engaged because it can be tough sometimes. Well, I love you. Well, radiant beings that wraps up another episode of grooving goddess. Thank you to Bernadette again for a wonderful interview and even more importantly for a wonderful friendship. I can't wait for you all to hear upcoming interviews that I have planned. Lots of guests lined up. I'm so grateful for that. If you would like to be a guest, please email me or message me or find me anywhere on all the things. Uh, the links are in the notes as well as all of the links on how to reach Bernadette and find her wonderful book. Thank you for being here. And this song goes out to Bernadette and it kind of fits with the theme of fire and rain, you know, but Bernadette and I have been friends for such a long time and she's one of those friends that even though we might not always see each other we know that we will when it's time just as this happened so love to everyone and think water share water bring water Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone These and the plans they made put an end to you I walked out this morning, and I wrote down this song 
I just can't remember who to send it to I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you again Won't you look down upon me, Jesus You gotta help me make a stand You just gotta see me through another day My body's aching and my time is at hand I won't make it any other way Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend but I always thought that I'd see you again I've been walking my mind to an easy time My back turned towards the sun Lord knows when the cold wind blows It'll turn your head around Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line To talk about things to come Dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you, baby one more time again Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just a few things coming my way this time around now Thought I'd see you, thought I'd see you fire and rain now I knew 